Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 345 and continuing on with our summer movie series. By the way, episode 344, where I talk about the paper chase, is available on the website, along with the other films that I've covered so far in the summer movie series. If you're new to the podcast, normally I talk about business productivity, life hacks, uh, tech hacks, things like that. I'll have occasional interviews. But right now during the summer, I'm taking a break from all of that to do a summer movie series where I share some movies that I absolutely love that you may want to put on your watch list. Uh, Some of these movies you may be familiar with, you may have already seen multiple times. Others may be a little more obscure. Today's movie is one that I really think should be on your list. It is completely underrated it didn't, uh, you know, really didn't land, pun intended, as well as I think it should have. Uh, it is 2004's The Terminal. It was released in June, so uh, I think of it as a summer movie, and I've watched it many times. I actually missed it in the theater when I saw the commercial. I thought it looked really interesting, but uh, 2004 is kind of a blur. I don't think I saw that many movies in the theater, and it's just one that kind of came and went. I later saw it. Uh, uh, at home and I really loved it. In fact, I, I bought it on physical media. I own it on DVD. It has a great soundtrack from John Williams. It is directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, so let's talk a little bit about it. So what is the basic premise? The premise is that um, a man uh, played by Tom Hanks, his name is Victor Navorsky. He is traveling to New York from his country, Krakosia, which is a fictional country that, uh, as far as I can tell, was part of the former Soviet Union and neighbors Russia and uh, the Ukraine. And uh, so it's in that region. Uh, When he lands, uh, he is just visiting New York. However, while he was en route, his country underwent a revolution. There was a coup, a military coup, and the, uh, the government was overthrown. And so the country... Uh, by the time he lands, no longer exists the country that he left, which means his passport is invalid. So when he tries to get through customs, he can't can't pass. He can't get through customs. He can't go back home, and he can't go out to New York. They won't accept his visa. So he's basically stuck. He's in limbo inside of this New York City airport. And as as I understand, this is loosely based on a true story about a man who was stuck at an airport for, I think, uh, two or three years. And I believe it was either uh, a London airport or a Paris airport under similar circumstances. But uh, other than that, this is mostly a fictional story, but it is loosely based on some true events. So let me go over the cast. As I mentioned, Tom Hanks, he plays the main character, Victor Navorsky. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, she plays a flight attendant named Amelia Warren, who strikes up a friendship romance with uh, Tom Hanks' character. Stanley Tucci plays Frank Dixon, and he plays a Homeland Security officer who is stationed in the airport. You have um, other members of the airport staff, and there are a lot of people who are represented who work in various parts of the airport. You have Diego Luna, who he plays a character named Enrique Cruz, who works uh, more of the supply end of the airport. I think he works mostly in the uh, the kitchen or the cafeteria. Uh, Zoe Saldana plays Dolores Torres. She plays a uh, customs and border control officer. Uh, who uh, processes a lot of the uh, visas and, and uh, travel visas and things like that. 
you have a wonderful performance by the late actor Kuma Palana. I think it's Palana or Payana, who plays Gupta Rajan. He he plays um, a custodial staff member at the airport. Wonderful, perf- wonderful performance. Uh, along with Chi McBride, he plays Mulroy. He, pl- I believe, he works. He's another airport staffer who works in the uh, luggage department. And Barry Shabaka Henley, he plays Thurman, who is another Customs and Border Patrol officer who works uh, with uh, Stanley Tucci's character. It is a great cast. These are phenomenal actors. And um, essentially what happens is that Victor Navorsky, he comes into this airport. He's stuck there. He has very limited English in the beginning. And he's very confused, as anyone would be in that situation. And he can't go out. In, out of the airport. He can't step foot in New York City. He can't take a flight back home. So he's basically stuck there. And the beginning of the film shows a lot of the, the fear and the struggle and the anxiety he has as he sees on the news, uh, on these TV screens, uh, CNN broadcasts of the, the coup in Krakosia. And at the same time, you have this character, Stanley Tucci, Frank Dixon, who's this really by-the-book, no-nonsense uh, officer who's running the day-to-day security of the airport, and uh, he and Victor clash a little bit. You know, st- Frank Dixon is the type of person who who has a very ordered office. He's got fish hanging on the wall, along with motivational posters. He's a very by-the-book kind of person. He very much follows the rules, and Victor Navorsky represents chaos to that ordered. Uh, existence that he has because Victor Navorsky is this anomaly. He doesn't know what to do with him. And at uh, a couple of points, they try to figure out what to do with him. And uh, Dixon is recommended everything from uh, claiming asylum to uh, calling his contacts and trying to see if he could get Navorsky classified as a security threat, none of which works. Uh, and, and what's interesting about Victor Navorsky is that he's a very earnest character. And he, he reminds me, he reminds me a little bit of another Tom Hanks performance, Forrest Gump. And I, I remember this quote from a Roger Ebert review of Forrest Gump where um, Roger Ebert wrote something to the effect of that, Forrest Gump isn't dumb. He knows just what he needs to know in any situation. And I think something similar could be said about Victor Navorsky. When he lands, he, he has a lot of trouble understanding Uh, English, he has a lot of trouble understanding things like food vouchers. Dixon gives him some food vouchers while they hope that this wait period is temporary. And then he loses the food vouchers. And then that's when he runs into Gupta, who who ends up sweeping them up and putting them into the trash. And they have a misunderstanding. And and, uh, Gupta has this joke about, uh, well, make an appointment. Meet me here next Tuesday. Well, Victor Navorsky actually waits out. Uh, until next Tuesday and meets with him, and, and uh, there's just a huge amount of misunderstanding. Meanwhile, uh, as he's trying to figure things out, you know, he doesn't know how to use a calling card. He uh, he loses his food vouchers, he, and he's hungry. He, he he needs to eat, and uh, the only uh, he starts out by um, subsisting on crackers and and ketchup and mustard from uh, the food court. So you really feel for this guy, but he's a really earnest guy, and he's just trying to do his best of this really weird situation. And there are all these people that come into his life, and what ends up happening throughout the movie is that 
the situation ends up being much more long-term than anyone would want or anticipate. So uh, Navorsky is there for days, weeks, and that becomes months. As he is there, he is trying to subsist. He's trying to make a living in this strange world of an international airport, which is filled with shops and restaurants. But he's stuck there. He can't leave. He can't go back home. He can't go out to New York. So what does he do? He tries to get a job. At first, that he's not able to get a job with any of the restaurants because he doesn't have a social security number. He doesn't have an address. He doesn't have a phone number. Throughout the movie, you see Victor Novorsky stumbling through these awkward situations, but he's making the best of it each way. What, what I love about this movie is just the warmth and the heart of this character. And you see Victor Navorsky as he starts to adapt. He's also a very good person, and he's trying to do good for the people that he comes into contact with. So, for example, Amelia Warren plays this uh, stressed-out flight attendant who is constantly coming through the airport from different flight assignments. And she's having an affair with a married man, and she's hopeful that he will leave his wife and be with her, but she knows that it's it's probably not going to happen. So she's in a, a pretty bad place, and she strikes up this friendship, this unlikely friendship with Victor Novorsky. And the chemistry between Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think, is really wonderful. It's It's quirky. It's a little awkward. But there's also something really believable and magical there, which I really enjoyed. You have... Dolores, uh, Zoe Saldana's character, who plays this um, customs officer, every day Victor will go and try to hand her the forms, and she always has to stamp with the red, meaning that he's not able to pass through. And she asks him at one point, why do you keep coming back knowing that I'm going to stamp red? And Victor says, well, there's a 50-50 chance that one day it'll it'll be green, or every day there's a 50-50 chance that it'll be green. And she she smiles, and you, as the audience members, smile at this because there's this this bright-eyed innocence to Victor, yet at the same time there's this optimism and hope about him. And there's a, a an interesting subplot where Diego Luna's character has this crush on um, Zoe Saldana. So Enrique has a crush on Dolores, and you see how Victor helps kind of mediate the two. It's really, it's really, really cool. And then he's just coming across and having an impact on all of these characters. I love how Victor adapts to his uh, environment. He starts teaching himself English by locking himself in the Borders bookstore. By the way, that's a throwback. And this movie is filled with uh, nostalgia of certain uh, shops and vendors, that some of which are not here anymore. But he locks himself into Borders and he reads a photos guide and then he reads an entertainment magazine and he's teaching himself English. And as he's doing that, he's finding his way. He ends up working. It's very funny. He ends up working as a uh, construction contractor for a part of the airport that's under construction due to some confusion over who he is just out of something to do. Victor can't get a job at any of the restaurants or shops. So he just starts doing work. He just starts uh, uh, picking up a paintbrush and and starts working on some crown molding. And it's revealed that he has this skill. It, it's never overtly stated, but 
we are led to believe that maybe this is what he did back home, that he worked in construction or that he he uh, builds houses. And he does such a good job that when the construction crew arrives, they're completely befuddled as to who this guy is. At first, they think he's from a competing crew. So they end up hiring him under the table. So that bypasses the whole, like, he doesn't have a social security number or address. It's really, really sweet. It's very charming just to see Victor just make his way through day by day and making the best out of a very, very unusual situation. And the impact that he starts to have on all of these characters. I love the interaction with him and the the three airport staffers, uh, Diego Luna's Enrique, uh, Gupta, and Mulroy, who works in the baggage department. They become friends with Victor. At first, you know, they're a little bit suspicious of him, but then they start to see what kind of person he is, and they even help him uh, set up a date with uh, Amelia. When you know, so one of the running jokes is that Amelia runs into Victor and always assumes that Victor's traveling, that he's a frequent traveler, and doesn't realize that he's stuck at the airport. And they develop a little bit of a romance. And and but the problem is, how does Victor ask Amelia out to a nice dinner? Well. You'll see it in the movie. It's really sweet. It's very charming. And uh, I will say this is one of the few, if not the only, one of the only movies that I can think of where product placement is actually a welcome thing. You think of an airport. Uh, you think of shops. You think of uh, uh, eateries. You think of restaurants. And you will see tons of brands here. And it's, it's really interesting to see some that are staples that we recognize today, like Starbucks, uh, others that were uh, that have since passed, like uh, Borders, uh, and it's great to see these uh, familiar places and Victor just interacting with the people at all of these different locations, and he starts to have an impact on everyone at the airport. He's continuing to butt heads with Frank Dixon, and I think it's interesting. Uh, Stanley Tucci does a great performance here. He has to walk a fine line between being the antagonist of the film, but not being so far out that he's just an unlikable villain. There are things that, you know, he does that you really, um, that make you question whether or not he has a heart, but then at the, but then there are moments where he kind of pulls it back and they have a really good dynamic. I think Stanley Tucci and Tom Hanks have really good, uh, just, I wouldn't say opposing chemistry, but they butt heads a little bit. But there's also some some chemistry there, and it's 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 really well done. The performances are great. So I will say this is a great movie. Many people I know have not seen it. Uh, the ones that I know who have have enjoyed it. I think this is one of those movies that just uh, came and went, and I'm not entirely sure why it didn't do better. Um, uh, you know, for the most part, as far as I know, it, it got fairly positive reviews. I think the performances are great. It is a quieter film. It's not a an action-packed movie. There are no real bad guys in this movie. And maybe the premise uh, on paper doesn't sound all that appealing if someone's stuck at an airport. But I think now that people are starting to travel, especially during the summer as, as we're starting to get out of this pandemic and people are slowly moving back towards uh, their normal lives. This is a great film to check out. Um, I will wrap it up by saying the good, the performances, particularly of Tom Hanks, Stanley Tucci, and I will say Kumar Payana or Palana uh, as Gupta. He almost steals 
uh, some of these scenes. He is such a quirky character. He's such an interesting character. And he has an interesting backstory that's revealed later in the movie. Uh, John Williams, once again, does a great, subtle musical score. I talked about uh, last week, The Paper Chase. When you think of John Williams, you often think about Star Wars. You often think about uh, Indiana Jones. You think about the very big-budget blockbuster movies. But John Williams also does these smaller slice-of-life movies as well. And I think his score here is really good. Uh, it's obviously not as famous as uh, the, the big blockbuster ones, but uh, I really, really like the score for this film. And the set pieces. Uh, that's one of the characters in this film is the airport itself. And one of the most amazing pieces of trivia about this film is that the airport, it's not a real airport. It's not JFK. It's not LaGuardia. They actually created a fictional airport, just much like Tom Hanks's character comes from a fictional country. The airport itself, which I don't think actually has a name in the movie, is fictional. It's a beautiful-looking airport, and you would believe that they filmed it in a real airport. However, the entire airport was one gigantic set, so that is really cool, and I was just blown away when I, when I learned that. It's visually beautiful, and there are a couple of shots where you really get the sense of the scope of the set – where uh, there's one shot of Tom Hanks that closes up on him. And then I think it's a drone shot because it pulls back. And it's a, you see the, the scope of this multi-layer level airport and all the shops and all the people. Just really wonderful, magnificent cinematography and direction. Uh, I will say, in terms of the negatives, I have basically three for this movie. Um, there's a scene early on where Victor is struggling with a calling card. So uh, in the early part of the film, he gets food vouchers, he gets a calling card, and you see him struggling to use his calling card at, at, at a payphone. Clearly, he's trying to call someone back home, family, loved ones, to make sure that they're okay during this coup. The clumsy part about this is that it's never followed up on. And this is actually, uh, it's a little bit jarring because clearly Victor is established as someone who cares about people, especially people in his life, as established throughout the movie as he forms these friendships and relationships with people in the airport. However, there's never any follow-up. Uh, and I guess we can assume that at some point he figured out the calling card because as he's learning to live in this airport and as he's learning English, you should assume, I mean, it's it's easy to assume that at one point he would learn how to use a calling card where ask someone. And I would have liked to have seen even a brief scene where he calls home and he's able to get some kind of confirmation as to what's going on. Maybe uh, some news about what's happening with his family and his friends. It's really never followed up on. And it's, it's a little bit jarring because obviously he's only supposed to be in New York for a short period of time. Likewise, uh, you have to imagine that who whoever he has back home must be worried about him as well. You know, uh, clearly since he was only supposed to be in New York for a short time, but can't now can't go back home. It must work both ways. So that was a little jarring. I would have liked to have seen a scene that followed up on that. Uh, second, I, with the Amelia Warren story, and I won't give away what happens. Uh, I think the setup was really well done, establishing this relationship between uh, Victor and Amelia. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones gives a great performance. I wasn't happy with how they tied up her storyline at the end. I found it a little bit clumsy, a little bit unsatisfying. Um, and I think they, the, the writers could have come up with something better for her character. 
And finally, uh, speaking of the side characters, as I mentioned, there is a B-plot, which um, Diego Luna and Zoe Saldana, Enrique and Dolores, they have some kind of uh, relationship. In the beginning, it's one way. Enrique has this crush on Dolores and has never really approached her about it. I would have liked a little more development on it. The the payoff, which actually happens uh, towards the middle of the film, uh, which happens in front of a Sbarro. I mean, y- you never think of Sbarro as a very romantic place, but in this movie, it actually becomes a very romantic location. The payoff is beautiful. I would have liked a little more development building up towards it. Uh, I won't give it away. Uh, I'll leave it to you to check it out. But those are my three minor criticisms of the film. Uh, in terms of rating, I'll give this one a solid four out of five stars. Where can you watch this? Right now, it is streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime. You can also try Hoopla. And as with uh, the summer movie series, I will have affiliate links if you want to stream or buy it on uh, digital or um, physical media on Amazon. So that is 2004 is a terminal. I recommend catch this movie. It's a heartwarming film. It's one that'll make you feel very good. The performances are outstanding. The sets are really beautiful. And it's just a, it's just a very pleasant story. All right. I'll be back with a new film next week. I hope you're enjoying this series. Have a great week and have a great weekend.